one of the worst experiences of watching anime. Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight we have our chivalry of Shota Shotaro. I woke up today and chose violence. <laughs> I wake up every day and choose violence. It's the best choice to make, honey. <laughs> I'm never mind. Um, yeah, I, I, all I have with me tonight is uh, is show here, and he and I are going to be talking about. I I think it's fair to say show probably the most controversial anime of the winter 2021 season. Anime is a uh, very. <laughs> generous term for it <laughs> uh yeah we're gonna be talking about redo of healer and yeah we are gonna be doing a spoiler cast so for the five people out there who actually care about being spoiled about this um and i think that's a big part of the reason that i think we're doing this spoiler cast i think had there not been any or as much controversy we probably wouldn't have even have given this thing a second look maybe i don't know what, um, well what do you mean by controversy well, uh, we'll get into that. Because, <laughs> like, do you mean, like, there's a lot of backlash? Because I don't think... I'd, I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about it. Well, not not so much after it aired, but before it aired, people were like, oh, God, this is going to be the worst thing ever. And oh my, it's so misogynistic. And it's, oh, my God, women. Okay. I, I just remember that. that. Anyway, uh, we'll get into why exactly it's controversial here in a second. I do kind of want to go over... A little bit of uh, background information and talk a little bit about our um, our thoughts on some of the technical aspects of the show. So this anime is based on a light novel that's been um, publishing for a, a while now. Um, the anime itself was uh, produced by TNK, probably most famous uh, for doing the high school DxD anime adaptations and infamous for producing the school days anime adaptation uh nice boat show <laughs> um i it, they've done a few other things i tnk doesn't seem to do anything that doesn't have at least some kind of an etchy bent to it i went through their entire catalog and everything has some kind of an etchy bent to it in some way or another so i guess tnk really is just the etchy studio um the anime itself was directed by Takia Asoka, which this is his first time uh, in the director's chair. He has done some episode direction of other anime in the past, uh, but this is his first time being an actual like project director. Um, so I guess take that for what it is. Um, let's talk about the visuals for a second. Um you and I were talking about this a little bit before we started recording the character designs. Mm -hmm. um, they're uh, most, mostly I, I can't say every character, but mostly kind of generic fantasy characters. Yeah, definitely on the low tier of generic as well. Mm. There's like a, like a, it's, it's weird to say, but there's like a skeezy sheen to the characters that like <laughs> feels like they're all covered in oil in an uncomfortable way. And it does. It's not. It's well. It's, it doesn't when, look that great. When you're having sex as often as these characters do, you want to be pre-lubed. Well, you don't need to lube your face. 
Well, maybe. You never know, man. Where are you inserting your face? I listen. <laughs> I don't kink not shame how you here. Have sex. I'm sorry. I don't kink shame here, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I would I would kind of agree with you. A lot of the character designs are um are, are very generic, especially the main character, uh, Keru. Uh, he basically looks like your typical harem protagonist. Yeah, he, he really does. Um, a lot of the women also look quite generic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There was one character design I actually genuinely liked, and that was Setsuna. I really think her character design is very nice. Yeah, it was nice. She definitely Uh, had the had like everybody else's eyes look like they're dead inside, but she had like normal eyes. So yeah, and you know the rest of like her kimono features, her animal features were also yeah nice um the the um i I keep wanting to say elf because she's got uh pointy ears but she's not actually an elf um eve is her name um i liked her design too yeah she was definitely better designed than the rest of the cast yeah I, i definitely would agree with you that the mostly generic character designs um animate the like in general the animation somewhat inconsistent i would say would you agree when it's not like a fight scene or a sex scene it's like very very choppy and basic Mm. very like yeah not a lot of effort put in a good example are any of the scenes where they're just kind of walking around town talking like it looks like it's done at like 10 frames a second yeah um so yeah i mean some of the the like you say, the non-fight, non-sexy, just the the quiet scenes or the exposition scenes, very choppy animation, um, some uh, almost PowerPoint levels of animation in a few scenes. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, but you mentioned the fight scenes. The fight scenes, surprisingly, were not... I mean, they weren't the best, obviously, but they weren't awful. I've no. seen a lot worse. Yeah, I've seen worse. They were passable. Hmm. I mean, is it really the, a surprise? I mean, I was kind of surprised about it because it's TNK, because they're kind of iffy on animation. Um, but they also did High School DxD, which has pretty decent fight animation. Honestly, I thought this show was going to be mostly fantasy with a side of sex. But... It's almost like 50-50. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, now that I know that it's 50-50, then, it, then the amount of animation they put into the fights is pretty good. But I had expected more mm. from, like, I don't know, the promotional material. So I'm, as a fantasy I'm, show, it doesn't have good enough fight animation. Well, okay, I guess yeah, it's fi- I mean, the fight animation is fine. It's just the fights are infrequent. I gotcha. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Um I was I like you. I thought there was going to be it was going to be mostly fantasy with just a, you know every episode would have like maybe one raunchy scene in it, um, and sometimes that's true. But sometimes there's three or four fucking sex scenes per episode, um, so it definitely makes up for any episode where there's only one. Uh, but yeah, I think overall the fight animations were certainly more than I was expecting. Um, yeah. And like I said, I've seen I've seen so much worse, so I can definitely forgive it for the times where it's not absolutely phenomenal. Um, 
I guess you could also say the sex scenes themselves were animated really well. It's all about those boob physics, girl. I, I Listen, you got to have it, man. <laughs> Titty physics are the best physics. Honey, all of their budget went into the boob physics. I think I think if you actually taught titty physics in like high school physics classes, students would pay way more attention. That is very problematic, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you as we said, seeing as how this is like fifty percent sex and fifty percent fantasies, fantasy fight scenes, um, you would expect the sex scenes themselves to actually be decently animated, and by and large, they are. Um, Again, not really surprising coming from T and K. They, they, they know how to animate boob jiggles. Uh, Wait, okay. I was just so confused because the amount of sex in this show. I don't know how this is an etchy. This is like to me, this is a hentai. But now that I think about it, is it just considered an etchy because they don't show genitalia? I would, I would say so. Like more of like a soft core kind of pornography. I feel like it would be. A literal hentai if they just showed the genitalia which is is they did technically because there is that one scene in episode two where he smacks flair upside the head with his cock <laughs> and you actually see it i don't remember that <laughs> it's not censored i mean it's like two frames so i mean it's you Uh-oh. blink and you miss it but i mean I it's there it's there you see it it's uncensored uh-huh yeah, I'm honestly, honestly, I don't know why this is considered an etchy because this is just literally hentai. I can tell you that if you're going to consider it a hentai, it certainly has way more of a story than just about any other hentai. I mean, you're talking about maybe Bible black levels of narrative. I mean, I've I mean, seen it hentai. It may not be a good narrative. I've but... seen hentai that are like 80% story, 20% sex. I, I guess. I, I don't know. I have a difficult time labeling this as just porn i don't know i feel okay so i approached this watching this as like an etchy and Mm. it was so bad but if you approach it as a hentai it makes more sense because literally none of the plot points make sense there's so many plot holes and like everything is all of the things that happen are just like weak excuses to have sex and like that is literally just that's what a hentai is so, like, uh, as a hentai, yeah. it's fine, but as a, like, as an etchy, it's not, because the story doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's so that's, many problems with the story. That That's a good question. I mean, I, I approached it with the exact same mindset. Like, this is definitely going to be an etchy fantasy show. Um, it, it certainly meets both of those qualifications. I mean, the genre is definitely fantasy. Um, and but the you sex have to admit, are... like, this this has way more sex than any etchy like i've ever seen oh true for sure i mean it certainly has more sex in it than something like high school dxd or even school days um certainly more graphic um than either of those although i guess you can say in both of those all the sex is at least consensual um so i mean that definitely adds to its graphic nature i suppose um, well, before we actually get into the plot, one last uh, thing I want to talk about, um, some of the audio stuff, EOP and ED, um, both of them have very unremarkable animation, I would say. Yeah. Um, the ED is kind of chill, I'll be honest. Um, 
like the, the the music um i i can't say that there's anything really special about it um i just i kind of like it for its chill tones that it's got but yeah the the op uh really generic music really generic animation nothing special about it that's for sure um you can definitely tell where all the money went to and it certainly wasn't the op or the ed no like the intro to the op with like the instrumental kind of made the song seem like it was going to be really good and then the lady started singing and i'm like oh my god stop singing and i was like <laughs> maybe they should just went with a purely instrumental op exactly <laughs> well i like the instrumental part of the op so mm. um i guess something else i mean pretty generic sound effects more or less I mean, nothing again to write home about um i will there i will say there were some uh scenes in particular where there was pretty good voice acting on display i will say um particularly from the main character because he goes fucking crazy and it's just like he goes full yandere uh okay like when he does his like evil laugh that is the most like comic thing like it's not evil at all it's just it, he it made you laugh though didn't it? <laughs> it it's just weird it's a sound it's so bad i thought it was such bad voice acting i like i like how when the other characters actually hear him laugh they're like he's having so much fun yeah i'm like what <laughs> so weird now, I, I'm specifically referring to the times where he's doing his, like, internal monologues and he's going, like, crazy. Some of I that's know. really well voice acted. Oh, the internal monologues. I guess so. Um, I, I personally liked them. I thought they were really well done. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. So let's talk about the actual plot because that's where all the fucking controversy is in this. Um, there's, there's no way to say this show. Um, there's a lot of fucked up shit in this story. Uh-huh. That scene in the second episode with, uh, with Keiaru, uh, torturing Flair, that was, with, ex- like, one of the most disturbing scenes I've seen in anime. With the fire poker? Uh-huh. I, li- I do, I will li- say the line where he says, this rod or my rod make you choice, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> you an evil bitch. Yeah, that was extremely uncomfortable. Uh, you know, and you say that, and I mean, it's uncomfortable to watch for me, too. I don't want anyone to think that I actually enjoyed watching that. But it does set up how far he's willing to go to accomplish his goals. Like, he oh doesn't care about, he doesn't care about, like, morality or what's right or what's wrong. He just wants to feel good about what he's doing. Don't get me started on his, like, character motivations. Because they, I, they, honestly, I don't understand at all. Mm. So, okay. <laughs> There's so many problems with him. Okay. Well, First let me of ask all... you, before, before you, before you okay. go into that. Yeah. Because I, I know how, I know how I John a lot of feels about. We'll get to it. <laughs> I, I know how John feels about, um like revenge stories because he really loves them and i do too but i do you actually like revenge stories because that's essentially what this frames itself to be i well like not inherently i'm not like oh revenge story yeah i want to watch it but like i've liked stories that are revenge stories Mm. like vinland saga was good Mm. 
because you know the character you know you went really into the you know it's okay revenge stories are good at developing characters however the main character his motivation didn't make any sense and his development didn't make any sense so it was not a good revenge story okay if you i don't like revenge stories for the gratification of getting back at someone i like it more about the internal conflict of the character and this internal conflict was not was not like nuanced at all it was like true it was not stupid there really isn't an internal conflict he sets out on a goal and he doesn't have any qualms about doing what he has to do to make it happen like there there is very little internal conflict with something like uh vinland saga like you you mentioned there there comes a point during the story where the main character is like am i doing this for the right reasons am i even gonna feel good when i get this done like why am i doing this well, there's like there's like an inkling, a seedling of like internal con- or not conflict, but like internal contradiction in Kearu cuz like near the end of the show, he's like, "Oh, I'm going to get revenge for the most random things. I'm going to get revenge for the food in the bar that was yeah. ransacked by having the cow people but get raped by a bull." That makes no sense. But that's that's what it's, it's like. He's going way far out of his way to find reasons to be uh, sadistic. Yeah. So like you can see that his character is deteriorating, but they don't really mm. focus on you know his his internal you know uh, dynamic or his mm. development as a character, or at least they don't make it you know an actual journey. They just hint at it. Yeah, very little actual development. Yeah, and like also like you can tell he thinks that he's a good person when he clearly isn't. So there's definitely like inkling of, you know, more development that could have happened, but they didn't do it. So well, obviously then well, not obviously, but they clearly uh wanted to focus more on the sex, which, you know, is, I guess is the point of the anime, but um, as a revenge story, it was not, I don't think it was a satisfying revenge story. Which you said something that I wanted to point out. Like there's a lot of stuff in this, in this story that is presented. Right. And it seems like it would have enormous potential for telling a good story, but then they don't capitalize on it or they use it in the worst possible way. Um, good example is like, um, Keru's healing ability like I like the idea that you can use healing to actually hurt people like that's a cool concept that you don't really see much in fantasy stories I mean you could develop that better but how does he use it he only uses it to be sadistic he doesn't use it for any kind of like strategy or anything he just uses it to be sadistic yeah the way they they um described the heal power was completely like overpowered and imbalanced and like way stronger than any of the other powers that the heroes had which was mm. st- stupid but the, if they had put more limitations or maybe described the heal power more uh in more detail yeah it could have had an interesting application in a more you know strategic way or just made the the power itself more nuanced instead of it being this giant reset button it's not a reset button it's oh you mean like Okay, my problem with the heal is that, like, it can heal imitation, that it can, like, mm. take the powers of other people. Like, that's so stupid. Like, yeah. it needs more limitations. 
to be like to make to like have me care about it because it's just like an auto win or the way they or you need to actually see the main character learn these new abilities instead of just stealing them like one of the things in the in the story they say that over time he develops a resistance to drugs right which uh-huh. i mean you can you can see that in a fantasy setting you know like there's some kind of a power where you can have a drug resistance um sure. that makes sense but then like they never they never do that with any other power every other power that he gets he literally steals through his healing ability okay like i would have liked to have seen if they're going to have a magic system like that why don't you just make it a little more nuanced instead of okay some some powers can be learned but everything else is just like you put touch someone and go heal that's one thing this anime taught me that every single problem in the world can be solved by just saying heal yeah it's very unimaginative uh, the way they uh formatted his power another another really good uh story point that could have been used so much better than it was um was the idea that the kingdom um Jural, i think it's called or Jural. yeah that um there there's this plot thread that they introduced that they're actually going out and um ransacking demi-human villages to bring them all back for slaves like you could have gone somewhere with that. Instead, no, we're going to contrive some stupid reason to go out and get revenge and add some new girl to your harem. Like, that could have been a really good plot line that could have gone for a few episodes of them trying to dismantle this slavery operation. I mean, I guess they did, but it was not a very satisfying... It wasn't, no, it, they did, but yeah, it wasn't satisfying. He just had, like, a landscape-reducing fart and saved everybody. <laughs> Basically. But yeah, no, I agree. Um, slavery is, is always an, a complicated, interesting, uh, highly emotional topic that you can explore, uh, which they mm. did not really go into much. Yeah, I mean, and that's a shame because there's so many plot threads throughout the story that get introduced like that where I'm thinking, this is an interesting thing you can do. Let's see where you go with this. No, I'm just going to use this as an excuse to have sex with some random person basically i so there's a question i do have for you Uh one of the things that happens after the the whole plot kicks off in the beginning where he goes and and kieru rapes flair and turns her into like this uh i don't even know what you would call it pet (laughs) Uh, 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 a slave um he he uses his healing magic to create a disguise my question is how bad is he because the disguise he makes makes them still look like the people they're supposed to be hiding yeah they look the same to me (laughs) i mean yeah there are some minor differences but anyone with half a brain is gonna say all right you're either the same person wearing some kind of a makeup or disguise or you're at least related to the person (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah no they just i they didn't want to change the design too much because then we'd get confused listen you can't have people have multiple hair colors because then their entire personality goes out the window which is funny because that's how you were referring to all the characters before we started yeah, talking the by lady, their hair color the blue lady the brown man the blonde lady and the black lady and those are their <laughs> that's their entire personality is their hair color 
Oh man. Um I just that that bothered me. It's like if your heal ability is supposed to be so good, can't you come up with a better disguise? And he does. Like later in the story, he literally changes himself to look completely different multiple times. But see, that's where he went wrong, because when he looks too different, they know. They immediately found that's, out. Yes! I don't understand. Like the more he changes himself, like the more different he looks, the more they're like, That's you. But he looks he does the the, the, the fucking thing where he looks close to his original character and like hmm, I don't think I've ever seen you before in my life yeah like what the fuck is this uh that that bothered me so much it's like how stupid are these people supposed to be I mean about as stupid as the average viewer base of this anime wow wow (laughs) Please direct all of your hate towards <laughs> show, not me. Oh, come on. This is not an intellectual anime. Oh, it's not the least bit intellectual. Okay. Oh, you're 100% true about that. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, so I guess the next big plot point is, like I said before, with the the slavery in the Ice Wolf Village is where he recruits Setsuna. Um, uh-huh. He literally goes and buys her as a slave. Like, Nice. For no reason. He's just randomly, today I'm going to choose to buy a slave. And he just walks into the slavery and he's like, oh, you look like a good person from my harem. I choose you, Pikachu. And then he gets out his Pokeball and then they have sex. And that's the entire interaction. That's it. I'll be honest with you. Like, There's a part of me that's jealous. jealous. I wish my dick could attract that much women. It's not your. It's not his dick. It's his heal it's true man there's a lot of actual rapists which would like to have that ability Uh uh-huh anyway before i get canceled um i I mentioned it before the whole ice wolf thing was i think a a big missed opportunity i think they could have like played that out and made it way more of a thing than it was um but um then you got uh what's her name uh kureha kureha Kreidet, which i've seen her name I, I don't know where you watch this but i saw her name spelled like three different ways Uh-oh. and it bothered me anyway um the sword saint woman i like how he just he talks his way into her pants that's great uh no that made no sense oh the only reason they they like that the plot said that she was into him was because like she had an aphrodisiac and then she's like and then after that wore off i guess she's just okay um you know we did it once we'll do it a hundred times that's something else that doesn't i don't understand like so the times he uses the aphrodisiacs on the women i can understand that it would work you know while the aphrodisiac is in fact but when it wears off shouldn't they realize oh no yeah, I did, like. There's no reason for Kareha to want to fuck Kearu, but she's like, "Oh, I did it once. I guess I'm gonna do it again and again until I die." Like, okay, <laughs> honey. Ah, uh, Jesus. Ah, uh, and then you have Kearu going to to save his villagers, which again I thought was a really interesting plot point that was not used anywhere near as well as it could have been. I like how he just, like, lets the villagers die. He's like... 
And there's only one character he even gives a shit about. Wait, uh, I guess I guess the story isn't done. So I was because I was gonna be like, uh, what happened to that character? I guess he'll come back in season two. <laughs> I, I guess I mean there were there were there were technically two characters that were saved. I mean, one I don't think was even at the execution. That was the Anna girl who is he calls her like a second parent. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm I'm assuming in some way that she raised him. That's not really explained too much. Um, but then there's that other, the kid, um, the, the, the male kid, um, who I guess the poison that everyone else took had no effect yeah, on him. I and it, no instead idea. of killing That's him, it just made him pass out. All. Um, but then he, he picks him up and he takes him to that, um, that merchant that he was selling the, uh-huh. the, whatever, the potions or whatever to. Uh-huh. And he's like, take care of this kid. When he wakes up, he's going to hate me. And then the merchant's like, so you want me to tell him the truth? And he's like, no, let him hate me. Okay. <laughs> How Mr. fucking edgy Edward. are you? Uh-huh. <laughs> I swear he's going to, like, go back to buy another slave and he's going to find the kid and he's going to be like, oh, so that's what happened to you. Well, I have a feeling that if that is what happens, it's probably the only person he won't have sex with. He'll probably have him have sex with someone, though. Uh, may oh there you go see you're thinking more perverted than i am well whenever there's someone he doesn't have sex with he just makes him have sex with someone else that's true i mean he did that with the uh, with blade and with uh the captain of the guard i forget his name yes that that too um well and i guess you could say he did it with the 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 cow people uh-huh um, that was disturbing <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> to say the least um and then i guess he gets, the next thing that happens is he meets eve and has one of the most insane um i don't know self um self-contradictory conversations of the entire run of the show oh yeah <laughs> with her with, with with one simple line where he says he doesn't rape women well he said that uh He's he wouldn't force Eve to have sex because he doesn't do that, mm. and I'm like, what do you mean? Boy, that boy. Is, that's exactly what you do. Boy, that's what and you do every says, episode. He he says this to her right to her face in the middle of having sex with Flair and Setsuna. Literally, literally, Flair, who he brainwashed into having sex with, and Setsuna, who's a literal slave. I don't force people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay. god! I, that that whole that whole conversation while well, he's he's having a conversation with someone while having sex with other people, like, dude, focus. <laughs> um, I'm like the whole. T- I couldn't even take it. See, I was laughing so hard I couldn't take it seriously. I was just so confused. I'm like, does he like, actually believe this? Or does he is he so is is he so self deluded that he doesn't realize what he's doing? Or does he actually believe that he doesn't rape women? I'm pretty sure he actually believes because he always like blackmails or forces them to to quote unquote consent to say yes, even though like it's like oh you could take the burning fire poker or you can take my dick. And she's like, I'll take your dick. And it's like, oh, I think anyone would take. I think in that situation, anyone would pick the dick. Um, 
know. I'm sure some people will pick, pick the fire poker. I'm not nearly that masochistic. <laughs> no, I meant like some people like kill themselves when I, I guess. I mean, like... there was no there was no guarantee that it, he was going to kill her. I mean, a fire poker, I guess. Well, normally a fire poker to the groin would kill you, but um, I guess you could just well, heal it. Especially considering that he was going to put it up her butt. Was he? That was up the I'm, vagina. It's. I think it's supposed to be implied that he's anally raping her in that first scene. I didn't get that, but sure. Anyway, um, I mean, it's still rape, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, I so that whole conversation with Eve. I also love the fact how Eve acts like she doesn't want the dick but then every time she's outside the room when they have sex she's touching herself uh-huh it's like girl just just accept it just just, just embrace the horny no comment <laughs> it's funny though she's she's the only one so far that he hasn't tried to like force, force. into having sex in some way or another and she doesn't she hasn't done it yet but she clearly wants to. It's his twisted sense of morality that is like, you know what? I am too ethical to force, to quote unquote force uh Eve to have sex. Hmm. I know, I just I find that I find that funny. Um and then of course we, we kind of end this season with uh Keru getting revenge on Blade, one of the original four people he wanted to or yeah, well, I guess four people that he wanted to get revenge on. Um, at least that was done in a creative way. That was very, that was also very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, okay, I don't understand. Okay, I do understand, but I, I'll pretend that I don't understand why all of the men who rape the women are like, like discolored. I'm like, why are they like red and green and orange? They kind of look like giant zombies or something. I I mean, I get the point that like that's a trope that they're ugly bastards, but Mm. also that that's like this just doesn't make sense. I don't know why they change. I don't know where he that, and I don't know where Garu gets these things like three times. (laughs) I think he just like transforms people into them. Uh, maybe, which would make sense with his heal ability, I suppose. Um, it just seems he always has them on hand whenever he needs them. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I do. I did find that weird myself. I also found it weird that so, of all the sex scenes in this entire story, one of the few times where we actually see girl on girl is the only time where the camera pans away. I wouldn't say it's the only time the camera. Oh well, you oh. see it in. You see it in the last episode, too, where Norn is being forced to have sex with her sister. Well, that was very graphic, though. What do you mean a panda way? That, that, no, not that. Not that. I'm talking about with Blade. So there's a, there's a, there's a scene where she's oh. supposed to be raping some random girl in the city. And it turns away. I'm like, why of all times would you turn away from this? Uh, because it's like two minor characters, so they don't have time. I, I guess. I if guess. it's not Kayaru involved, then there's no sex scene. Okay, it's only off screen. Perhaps. Anyway, I, I I found that I found that kind of weird, like a very weird choice. Um, but I do I did kind of like the I, the the creative way they went about getting or Kayaru went about getting to Blade by turning himself into a woman 
or well, he didn't turn himself into a woman. He's cross-dressing as a woman. Uh, I guess so. Uh, because Blade is a lesbian. Uh-huh. Uh, who has a definitely has a thing for Flair, uh, which you learn early on in the story, which that was weird too. It's like uh, I'll kiss this man whose lips have kissed Flair. <laughs> uh huh. Then immediately vomit. We love mm. that. Yeah. Uh, what is it with fucking stories these days trying to get women to vomit on screen? I don't understand. It happens a lot. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, so after that happens, then Norn, who's Flair's sister, comes to the city that they're staying in and just fucks shit up. Um, Norn, I'm surprised you don't like her because she seems to act like crazy bitch, like the kind of female characters you seem to like. Yeah, I would like her, except this show is trash, so. (laughs) (laughs) I just say, I'm I'm, I'm watching this show, I'm thinking... Show's got to like this character because she steps on men. She, oh, that part. Uh, she acts, I mean, all the women step on men. What do you mean? True. She's literally stepping on a man. She has a man who is literally his whole job is to be like a bar stool for her. Uh-huh. Um, I know. Just There was a lot about her. I'm like, Show would probably like this character. Uh-huh. Because he likes, he likes aggressive women. I'm, sometimes you're a bit too aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you go a little too far. Hmm. Also worth mentioning that while they're in this city, who, the name I've completely forgotten, by the way, um, at the end of the show, um, Keru strikes up a friendship with one of the merchants. And, like, for a time you're thinking, wow, is he going to, like, realize that he actually has this potential inside him to genuinely be a good person? Because he's treating this merchant well, and they're getting along really nice, and they have this nice business deal going, and it's like, wow, he's treating him like an actual friend. He's not using him. He's not, um, you know, treating him like a tool. He's treating him like a you know an equal. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, is, he, is this going to be like a catalyst to get him to change? No, they're just going to kill him. Girl, I knew he was going to die as soon as he's like, my life dream is to become a merchant in the big city. And I'm like, boy, I know the second he said that, I'm like, you dead. You fucking dead. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Um, But yeah, then Norn just comes in and, and is so the city that they're in is supposed to be like this city that's just outside the borders of the kingdom, more or less. And it's a city where, uh, like, demons and demi-humans and humans all live and work and trade together. And it's it's set up to be, like, this, uh, this sort of a, I won't say paradise, but they, they refer to it as a miracle in the story that the city works as well as it does. And then Norn just comes like, nah, fuck, we're going to annex this into, the, into our kingdom. Yes. Um and it's like, yeah, y'all, all y'all demons gotta die because okay, clearly but, humans okay, are the best. Okay, so, well, Norn was supposed to be like a strategist, but that wasn't very like strategic. No, <laughs> no, there was no strategy behind that. Because like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, right. Murder, yay! <laughs> <laughs> you're right. She, she's set up to be this. I mean, she's set up to be very sadistic, obviously, but she's also set up to be this like insanely good military strategist and her strategy is to just walk in massacre everyone and then assume that that's going to make all the people that are left worship her like no that's not how military strategy works 
And like, I thought she went there to get Kayaru. Like, that plan is not helpful in getting Kayaru at all. It's like, I'm a racist, but I need to make people think I'm not a racist. How can I do this? Oh, this was clearly just to find one man. No, I'm pretty sure she's like, she said that. Okay, anyways, that doesn't matter. But yeah. I'm not saying that's what she is. I'm saying that's how it comes off. Oh. I mean, I disagree. I think she, like, she was just being racist to, um, to help the kingdom in her own way. She even says that, like, literally right out loud. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, I'm only doing this to keep, to, to maintain power. <laughs> I'm like, wow, <laughs> way to set out your fucking shitty strategy. Yeah. Also, what was the, what was the one guy's name? Um, Hawkeye, uh-huh. who's set up to be this badass and then just dies instantly. Like, come on, man. I, also, like Norn was supposed to be like literally the end game boss, like villain, and she like immediately gets destroyed. Mm. Like, yeah, there's no. <laughs> well, there's and of no... course, gets added to her har- to the harem. Yeah, she doesn't like, but she immediately gets captured. Like, there's. There's just, like, this, like, very anticlimactic fight with Hawkeye, and then immediately mm. Norn is done. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just, uh, I, <laughs> and then he's, like, he, he erases her, her memory and then, like, implants the false memories that she's supposed to be his, Keru's long-lost sister. Uh-huh. That they just happened to find. Uh-huh. Um, and then everyone just takes this as, like, you know, sure, Sure, why not? I don't I don't understand how people don't question more stuff that happens in this story. Girl, again, we're not catering to the intellectuals. I will I will say though, c- congrats to them because even though it's not actual incest, everyone thinks it is and they commit to it at the end. Wait, why is it not actual incest? Well, because she's not his actual sister. But everyone around them, yeah, is... and they're all like, "Yeah, let's like we're okay with y'all fucking." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, just as long as you're not procreating, man. Fuck I, your sister. I, I love guess. how like okay, the like Flair is brainwashed and Cessna is a slave, but like Kureha, the sword saint, was like, "Yep, I'm okay with this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> Even Eve, who is not brainwashed. Well, no, but Eve is not part of the orgy, so... No, she wasn't, but she was standing outside and she was touching herself. Okay. So she clearly doesn't have an issue with it. I guess. I feel like there's there's a difference between, like, watching it and, like, participating in it. There's a different level okay. of, like, of approval of this act. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So, I mean, the story itself ends because there's only, there's only 12 episodes of this. Um, the story ends with him... With Keru, I keep saying him. I guess he is really the only male character that makes any difference in the story. Um, with him kind of laying out what he still has to do because he's gotten revenge on Flair. He's gotten revenge on Blade. He's gotten revenge, I guess you could say, on Norn. Um, and I, well, he hasn't really got revenge on Kureha but he's definitely got her on his side. I don't think he, um, he wants... I don't think he's seeking revenge from Korea. No, but she she's definitely on his side. Uh-huh. Um, 
and I, really the only person left that he sets out at the beginning to go after revenge for is Bullet. So that's kind of where it leaves off. And of course, you have the thread of Eve becoming the the Demon King, uh huh, and saving so. or making a better world with the yeah. kingdom and whatever, whatever through rape, making a better world through rape. It literally. Um. So that's kind of where it leaves off. So there's definitely. I won't say that it's a a cliffhanger ending, but it definitely gives you a sense of where the story is going to go if they come back for a second season. Um, it has certainly been implied that should the any kind of merchandise and Blu-ray sales do well, there probably will be a second season of this. Um, so I guess look forward to that if you actually like this show. Um, I did want to ask you one thing, though, show. Mm-hmm. So during the run of the Oh, wait, of the before anime, that, I just wanted oh. to say that, like... The way this was ending, I swear, like, I was waiting for him to, like, give Flair back her memories so that she would realize that she's, like, been fucking Kaoru this whole time and she's gonna, like, Mm. her mind's gonna explode, like, because she hates herself so much. I feel like if that, if that does happen, it's probably gonna be how at the end of the story like yeah once he needs everything they is need said more, and done. more sex scenes with uh freya, freya. before we can <laughs> toss her aside uh, yeah um i feel like that's gonna be something that happens there so anyway like i was saying uh while this anime was still airing the author of the light novel went on twitter and sh- and showed that at least in japan a majority of the viewership for redo of healer was female um what does that say about the japanese people (laughs) i love how you're like setting me up with this loaded question girl how am i supposed to know what are you what are you trying to say alex i'm just saying that i find it interesting like you would think that a show like this etchy shows in general uh would appeal to a largely male audience i honestly don't know who this appeals to apparently a lot of women in japan well, good for them, because I, I don't understand the appeal of this. Okay. For I'm... the most part, this was just mostly uncomfortable for me. Oh, for sure. And I, I feel like a majority of people who would watch it would probably feel the same way, that the rape scenes in particular are supposed to be very uncomfortable. Um, are but they, yes, I d- are I they definitely supposed think... to be uncomfortable? Okay, maybe. <laughs> I definitely think that the author of this story is definitely trying to be an edgelord in the way that he writes the stuff that he does. And I recognize that. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with trying to be edgy with what you do. Um, Does it come off as good by doing that? Probably not. But I mean, it's still what it is. And I'm going to, I need to say what I'm about to say with a caveat. I'm not saying that all women are like this, but, I do think that there are there is a percentage of women out there. I'm not going to say it's a majority, but there are some women and men out there that do have rape fantasies. Uh, and, I'm pretty sure rape fantasies doesn't include having your fingers broken. I don't think anyone wants to have their fingers broken. Uh, or be literally not. eaten alive and then probably die. Probably not. Probably not. I'm just saying <laughs> okay, that, like, that could okay. explain. Rape fantasies who this are one to. thing, and then like actually bo- actual bodily harm and like literal torture is another thing. 
True. I'm just trying to point out that why there might be a, a majority female viewership. I'm not saying it is the reason. I'm just saying that it could be. Maybe there's a lot of like lesbians that want to be the I, rapists. I mean, maybe. Girl, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I just thought it was an interesting thing because you typically think of like etchy shows or, or shows that are anime that have a fair amount of edgy content would appeal to more of a male audience than a female audience in general. Um, but that clearly wasn't the case with this, at least in Japan. Um, I don't know what the viewership was like outside of Japan. This is the only, um, it's the only demographic where I can look or where there's actual um, numbers for viewership. Um, it would be interesting to find out because this was streamed at least in North America on high dive. What, if they have any kind of numbers for like male, female viewership. Um, I don't know. I I'd be interested to see what it is. Um, if for no other reason that I find stuff like demographics of who watches certain shows, interesting. Um, that would be interesting. It would. Um, so since this story does revolve a lot around torture and rape and revenge, um, it kind of goes along with the idea that the ends justify the means. Um, kind of a theme where, I mean, Keru clearly doesn't have any qualms about doing the things he does because, in his mind at least, he's the hero of his own story. And what he's doing, he will he thinks he will bring about a better world at the end of it. So his actions in getting there really don't have any meaning for him. It's only the end that justifies them. Uh, um, that's a very generous interpretation of his motivations, but I'm not saying sure. that's a good motivation. I'm saying that is his motivation. Though. I think his motivation is just, I want to get revenge. And then after he got his revenge, he's like, you know what? I have nothing else to do. So why don't we try and make this world better? It's, it's like, eh, I got nothing better to do. It's, you know, two o'clock. Why not? Literally. Well, okay, so we're talking about torture and rape. That is literally the the main unique aspect of this anime that makes it different mm. from other animes, that it's very graphic and it's torture and rape. Um, if, I guess if you're into that, then this is for you. But, like, it was just... I was not... Okay. Yeah, I was not into... <laughs> into what was presented and like i've said it it was uncomfortable to watch and i honestly i kind of regret watching this i was i watched the first two episodes of this and i was like okay it's really intense you know this is a really controversial anime Mm. i guess i'll watch the rest and you know what complete regret (laughs) complete regret but it is what it is i guess yeah, I will. Let me ask you: Do you think this would be anywhere near as controversial if they had just taken the sex scenes out? No. I mean, like, yeah, I'm saying that it wouldn't be controversial. No, because like the most controversial part is how graphic the torture and rape is. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Like, e- even if they had just implied that the rape and torture had happened, I still don't think it would be as um, controversial. I no, the because then it they... would just be bad writing, and there's a lot of shows with bad writing. So true, true. I'm yeah, I, but it, I don't think it would have been as controversial for the content. I think the fact that they chose to include all of the graphic torture and the rape, 
um, the sexual violence and stuff. Like, I, I feel like that's the only reason that this show is truly notable. I think without that, you would have genuinely been just a generic fantasy show mm-hmm. that, you know, we get 10 of those every season. Yeah. And another thing with the torture and rape is that I'm, it seems like the author is trying to make it a gratifying um, event mm-hmm. or act when I don't like, I don't think revenge is, supposed to be gratifying i think it's supposed to be uh you know depressing (laughs) because you really don't get anything from revenge Mm. you like you think you're gonna get something but then you're left with nothing it's like a point which is exactly how which is again going back to what you said at the beginning it's exactly how uh, an anime like vinland saga approached the idea of revenge exactly it's like a pointless act like when you're so low in a mental state that like the only thing you can think of is to get revenge and then once you get it you're left with nothing because it didn't help at all um so that makes more sense with a revenge story whereas this i feel that definitely with how it's like oh i'm gonna get revenge and now that i've got my revenge i get my reward in the form of a woman that i fuck every day and also just like i'm gonna like grin and like laugh maniacally as i like (laughs) kill these people and i'm like okay so this is like gratifying revenge which is not interesting to watch at all i think the the one thing i will defend it for is like as much as disgusting as an act rape and torture may be i definitely think that you shouldn't as an author um censor yourself from putting that in if it makes sense in your story um if that if that makes sense to you show um that like just because these are vile acts that no one really wants to talk about or see doesn't mean that they can't actually serve a purpose narratively um and i think it's it's okay to put those in your story again assuming that they serve the plot now putting them in just for no reason which is something that happens here i don't think is necessarily what you want uh to do i'm not defending i'm not going to defend bad writing however i will say that if if you look at this and you see controversy just because there's graphic sex in there i don't think that's the problem the problem is the fact that it's it's torture and rape with no real purpose to the narrative yeah i and i I think you too you don't have a problem necessarily with graphic sex in otherwise like non-pornographic anime because if it serves the plot well okay well i like graphic sex is fine it's not like even if it doesn't serve the plot it's not like a well it could be offensive but it's not that offensive um Mm. it's just annoying but when it's torture and rape it's a whole different story um Mm. and even if like if you have a story that does have torture and rape that does serve the plot even then it's not the best it's not necessarily the best idea to show it because torture and rape is such a sensitive topic that you have to keep in mind that if you do show it on screen you're going to have a very intense reaction from the viewer and it's not necessarily what you want for every story that has that in there um so it's definitely a choice to display torture and rape in an explicit way um, and this story definitely was not going for any sort of sensitive treatment of it. Um, so just using it as a tool for gratification was, again, not not a comfortable thing to watch. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Um, but I will say if there's one place I can definitely defend this show is that, I mean, it did, it's, it's pushing boundaries as to what's acceptable to show, um, at least content wise on a broadcast level anime. And I mean, I think that that's something that art should do from time to time is push boundaries. Uh, did it push boundaries in all the right ways? Definitely not, but it still pushed them. And I, I will defend it for that. Uh, Even though I do think that the content itself is disgusting. It's definitely at the forefront of pushing boundaries. <laughs> hmm. Much um, in the same way last year's um, Interspecies Reviewers was pushing boundaries a bit. Yeah, it's definitely the boundaries are getting pushed more and more. Um, before we close off, um, I just I really wanted to air my annoyance with the whole premise of this show about like <laughs> Kearu getting revenge, like the whole idea of revenge. Like, okay, if you have a philosopher's stone that can literally do anything, why would you relive? your rape and torture willingly voluntarily mm. like i like that just makes no sense to me just for revenge is revenge worth being raped and tortured again and like drugged again like that makes if you had a if you no had a philosopher's stone which is as powerful as they say that it's supposed to be in this in this story why couldn't you just uh if you really wanted to have the people who wronged you be wronged in the same way that you were being wronged why wouldn't you just have the philosopher's stone do that to them or better yet why don't you restart your life and live a normal satisfying life why do you have to go and like get completely like fucked and like <laughs> tortured why don't you just like clearly you you wanted to reset your life because your life was not good why are you doing it again why don't you just you know have a different life so i'd like yeah the whole premise of this it makes no sense but yeah yeah um so i i will wrap this up by giving our numerical scores i don't even think i have to ask what yours is show. <laughs> well, i wrote it down i'm giving a one out of ten uh because it is like it was uncomfortable to watch. Like I did not. It's not. It's not. I didn't even. It wasn't even that I didn't enjoy it. It was that it, it actively made me, <laughs> like, have, re, like, it actively made me repulsed to watch it. Like I, I completely regret watching this. So, <laughs> it was one of the worst experiences of watching anime. Uh, okay. Uh, so I guess in your in your mind it definitely earns the one out of ten. Uh-huh. Um so I ended up giving this a six out of ten. It's more of like a five point five out of ten. Um, but I round it up. Um again, I, I mentioned it like I see so much potential in the story that is completely and utterly thrown to the wayside every single time it's introduced. And it, it's really sad to me. Like I it's a premise I could kind of get behind if it were done better. And it's like, I don't know. I, I, I feel bad giving it anything less than a four because it is, like I said, trying to push boundaries. And I appreciate that. You give it, you're a very there. generous. I am. Well, you've said that before. Cause, cause you've seen my mal page and how I very generously rate anime that I watch. I meant your opinion, but yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> 
um so that's it that that is redo of healer um uh, if there is a season two uh probably not gonna do another spoiler cast on it uh but we'll have to wait and see about that um anyway thank you all there for stopping in to listen to us check out the description below to find links to anime club after dark on twitch on social media and on discord check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well any purchases you make there will really help us out with that i have been your host alex and i will see you next time say goodnight show redo more like read don't (laughs) 